the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. The Prince Authority, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes now. Oh, let's correct that. It's eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. <laughs> excuse me, on this, <laughs> excuse me again, Thursday morning, the first morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, wow. Uh, two nights in the books, two straight nights of democratic lunacy at its finest. And yes, we get a second straight morning then of analyzing and reacting to some of the trash that you heard coming from the debate stage in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, i got a lot of audio I'm going to share with you. I am also going to take as many of your phone calls as I possibly can. So get ready at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will get you right here. If you can't wait on hold but must be heard and you want to have your thoughts read on the air, make them good. And send them uh, via, by way of Facebook comment. I've got a lot of po- posts up there this morning already. Uh, you can Facebook comment, you can tweet, or you can parlor message me as well. Uh, my handle in all three locations is France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And now, who do we start with? Do we start last night's, uh, with last night's debate and frontrunner Joe Biden? We can do that. Should we start uh, analyzing last night's Democrat debate? Democrat, uh, uh, <laughs> there's some ways I could describe this that would get us in trouble with the FCC. Uh, start with uh, Kamala Harris? No. Should we start with Spartacus himself, Cory Booker? No. How about the man no one likes anywhere ever, Bill de Blasio? No. We're not going to start with him either. I want to start this discussion today, sadly, with, once again, Don Lemon. Don Lemon is not supposed to be a part of the story. Don Lemon is not supposed to be uh, even noticed 
Don Lemon and the rest of the CNN uh, uh, moderators are supposed to just ask questions about platforms, issues, ideas, etc., and not editorialize by throwing in their own biased commentary about Donald Trump. But Don Lemon simply cannot help himself. Last night, or excuse me, uh, not last night, but two nights ago, you may recall, and I hope you recall, you heard Don Lemon asking um, uh, the uh, candidates on the stage about Donald Trump's bigotry, something that he said essentially with uh, you know, an attitude of that this is an accepted fact, a casual attitude of Donald Trump is a bigot, so what do you think? How did he phrase that? Um, Donald Trump is a bigot, um, and what are you more concerned with, Donald, the economy or Donald Trump's bigotry? I'm trying to remember exactly how he worded this yesterday. Uh, but uh, last, and then last night he doubled down and did it in a different way. Last night he he told the same story or asked a, a similar question while expressing the same sentiments. Hold on, I think I have I think I have uh, uh, yesterday's uh, excuse me Tuesday night's Don Lemon special. Don Lemon asking the panel uh, uh, whether or not. Doggone, I had it, and I apologize for this. I have so many cuts in front of me. I literally, uh, and thanks again to uh, Generalissimo, um, who is the producer for Hugh Hewitt, for for all of this tremendous audio work and giving me all of these clips yesterday and today, as I sat in for Hugh, and I used them here as well, and I thought I had it, and I apparently I No, I do have it after all. Here we go. Don Lemon from Tuesday. Uh, Senator Klobuchar, <clears throat> what do you say to those Trump voters who prioritize the economy over the president's bigotry? All right, that was two nights ago. And then last night, this gem. After the president's racist tweets attacking Baltimore and Congressman Elijah Cummings, the mayor of Baltimore slammed the tweets and said to the president... And then you matter what the rest of that question was. What matters is what you heard at the very beginning there. Listen to it again. After the president's racist tweets attacking Baltimore and Congressman Elijah Cummings... <sighs> the moderator is like an NFL official. If you notice him... He's not doing his job right. Like a Major League Baseball umpire, like an NBA official, if they're just doing their job of calling balls and strikes and so on and so forth, um, you don't notice them. If they make egregiously bad calls, you notice them and they're doing their job wrong. Don Lemon is so egregiously bad, um, and yet for CNN... He's doing his job right. This is exactly what they want from him. He spends his nights on primetime television opening up his program with statements like the President of the United States is a racist. So how could he not take that same opinionated, uh, fabricated, fake news to the debate stage where he is serving as what is supposed to be a non-biased journalist asking questions of the candidates to elicit their answers about issues that face this country. And instead, he uses it to defame the president every opportunity he gets. And so last night it was... After the president's racist tweets attacking Baltimore and Congressman Elijah Cummings... Just just saying it so casually as if they were racist. They were racist just like the one before, so casually... Senator Klobuchar, what do you say to those Trump voters who prioritize the economy over the president's bigotry? It it just sounds like this walking, talking piece of human flotsam, uh, Don uh, Lemon, uh, it, it sounds like he's talking about climate change. 
It's accepted fact that climate change is real. So climate, you know, man-made climate change is destroying this planet. So what about uh, No, it's not real. The science is not settled, number one. And then number two, Donald Trump is a racist. Donald Trump's bigotry. Donald Trump's racist tweets. As if that is set. No. The science is not settled. And as a matter of fact, if it's close to being settled, it's settled on the other side. That Donald Trump is no more racist than you, Don Lemon, are against him and other white people. Bottom line is you criticize him and other people because you don't like their ideology, not their skin color. Why can Donald Trump not get the same presumption of innocence? Why can he not criticize Elijah Cummings without you going on live television at a debate, by the way, in which the president is not the issue? The issues facing the country are supposed to be addressed by the Democratic candidates for the uh, nomination, and you turn it into attack time on Donald Trump. How come you can attack him without anybody saying he hates white people, but Donald Trump can't attack Elijah Cummings without you saying Donald Trump hates black people? Is there a bit of a double standard there? Is there a little bit of hypocrisy there? I don't know. Let's put that to the test. Let's put to the test how Democrats see um, criticism of people based on ethnicity or other standards. And I have to couch that that way or phrase that that way to give you Alexandria Damasio-Cortez in all her glory. She was doing an interview, and this has nothing to do with the debate. Well, it actually does, because I just pointed out what Don Lemon did last night. But Alexandria Damasio-Cortez was doing an interview about the BDS movement uh, that has been pushed by her fellow squids. That's Boycott, Divest, and Sanction Israel. And she launched into a passionate defense of Palestinians, giving them permission, if you will, to quote-unquote violently riot if they feel egregiously wronged by the Jewish state. Okay? That's that's part of this. But that but that's not where this is really going. In the context of the interview, or during the course of the interview, what Alexandria Damasio Cortez did was she she took what I just said apart um by defending herself against allegations of anti-Semitism. Now, let me explain. Let me see. First of all, I think I have this audio, too, and I may want to just hold off on this and share it because I have a lot of commentary to follow. In fact, it's 16 minutes after the hour. I'm going to do that. I'll play the audio for you, and we're going to tie it to Don Lemon's questions to the panels both Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and you are going to hear an explanation of the thickest cut of hypocrisy you've ever you could ever imagine that you couldn't cut through it with a with a machete i'm telling you it'll blow your mind you're going to hear alexandria damasio cortez you're going to hear more from the candidates last night and of course i want your reaction to all of it 216-901-0945 back after this it's the bob france authority here on am 1420 the answer Now, 
now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I, uh, I, I've got to get this to you in the wake of Don Lemon last night on the Democrat debate stage proclaiming President Trump's tweets that are critical of uh, Elijah Cummings to be racist. Simply because Elijah Cummings is, is, is black. Never mind the fact that not a single word was directed toward Elijah Cummings personally or his race. The criticism was of his job performance and of his criticism of the work of the Border Patrol agents because of the conditions down in the um, uh, detention facilities along our southern border. But Don Lemon's casual referencing, and never corrected once by Jake Tapper or anybody else on the uh, CNN crew, uh, just uh, stating matter-of-factly, Donald Trump's a racist, Donald Trump's a bigot, now how do we deal with this? Uh, this, this demands this clip of Alexandria Damasio-Cortez in her uh, interview on Israel be played. You, you're going to have to pay close attention to this. Here we go. And there's this idea that if you criticize a policy of Israel, you know, the, the right wants to advance this notion that if you engage in critique of Israeli policy, that you are anti-Semitic. But it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth because... Um, did, you, did you catch that? I'm going to give it to you again. And there's this idea that if you criticize a policy of Israel, you know, the, the right wants to advance this notion that if you engage in critique of Israeli policy, that you are anti-Semitic. But it's, it's the furthest thing from the truth. This woman, of all people, to do a live televised interview in which she declares that it's the right that is trying to advance the notion that criticizing a policy means you are bigoted and biased against the ethnic group is is beyond the, the worst hypocrisy I think I've ever heard. First, she says it's a right-wing um, notion that you can't criticize Israel without being anti-Semitic. It's a right-wing notion. Secondly, she sits there as a Latina wearing her color as a coat of armor because she has repeatedly said that people who singled me out for criticism, even on policy, even on substance, they're racists. You can't criticize me or my fellow squids because we are freshmen women of color. And if you criticize us, even not about our color, uh, our policies, our ideas, our statements, our commentary, you're a racist. But she sat there and said, we are allowed to criticize Israel without being anti-Semitic. Here's the rest of the clip. Because, um, because this is about, I mean, the same way, like James Baldwin says, I have the right to criticize my country. That's what makes me a patriot. And, uh, and the same way that, that me criticizing Trump doesn't make me anti-American. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up five seconds, uh, five steps here. You can criticize Israel, but nobody can call you anti-Semitic. You can criticize America and the American president, but nobody can call you anti-American. But no one can criticize you without you calling them a racist. Do I understand this clearly? 
Representative Damasio Cortez. Criticizing the occupation um, doesn't doesn't make you anti-Israel, frankly. It doesn't mean that you are against the existence of a nation. But if you criticize Elijah Cummings, if President Trump criticizes Elijah Cummings for his poor job performance, for squandering $1.8 billion given to Baltimore, not just him, Baltimore's leadership, Baltimore's mayors, Baltimore's city council, along with representatives like Elijah Cummings. You squander $1.8 billion given to you by the Obama administration just 10 years ago uh, in stimulus funds. You're working on $66 million in federal grant money right now in the mayoral budget, and you still can't get things fixed in your city, and the president criticizes you for that woeful job performance. He's a racist? That double standard, honestly, is one of the worst that I have ever heard, and we live in a world where where Democrat double standards are the norm. It's it's impossible to under to, to to make sense of this. If you criticize a black member of Congress or a black leader in a, in a local city or state government, you are a racist, even if it's just about policy. But if you criticize Israel's government just on policy, no, you're not anti-Semitic. You're allowed to criticize without hating the, the ethnicity or the race or the religion of the person you're criticizing. I criticize Jihad Omar. I'm branded an Islamophobe. I criticize Sharia Tlaib. I'm branded anti-Palestinian. I criticize Ayanna Presley or Barack Obama. I'm branded a racist. But these people all criticize Israel, and you can't call us anti-Semitic. We're allowed to criticize without hating these, these, uh, the individuals we're criticizing. How can they expect to get it both ways and not have us push back? How can they expect to have it both ways and not be ready for a fight? Because I'll tell you what, I'm ready for a fight. I am tired of people of goodwill. I am tired of people who believe in American liberty. I am tired of people who believe in American exceptionalism. I'm tired of people who believe in America first. I'm tired of people who believe in American security. I'm tired of people who believe in American sovereignty being labeled as xenophobes and racists and homophobes and just about every other negative thing that you can think of. It's not true. We are allowed to criticize things, ideas, platforms, job performances of people without being branded haters of those people because of their participation or representation in a particular protected class or a particular protected demographic. I'm getting tired of it. I talked to Kaylee McEnany today, and I'm going to play that for you. I talked to her on the Hugh Hewitt Show. Kaylee McEnany is the spokesman for the, uh, you know, the um, um, uh, press secretary, if you will, for Trump 2020 and the re-election campaign. And I asked her, how deeply hurt is the president when he hears people calling him a racist for simply criticizing somebody's job performance and not their skin color? And she admitted, he's so used to it now, he, he's able to slough it off. But when you get called those things and you know deep down in your heart they're not true and you people are just trying to say those things to score political points on you, it hurts. And I'm tired of good people of goodwill doing things the right way for the right reasons being made to hurt by these hypocritical double standard bearers in the Democrat Party. I want to hear from you. 
216 The Bob Branch Authority, right back. You uh, really want to share that one. Uh, seriously, you really should share that one. I just posted it to my Facebook page, my public page, France Radio, on Facebook. Uh, take it if you have a Facebook account and spread it and share it. The hypocrisy um, that may be the worst that I've seen. Maybe the worst that I've ever seen, I kid you not. Uh, Alexandra Damasio-Cortez and her statement that we can be anti-Israel all we want, and you can't call us anti-Semitic, but you can't criticize any person of color without you being branded a racist. That is laughable. Almost as laughable as some of what we heard last night from the um, Democratic debate stage in Detroit. Joe Biden was the target. Joe Biden is trying to walk a very, very fine line, and he has to. I almost feel bad for him. I almost feel bad for Joe Biden because he is stuck between a rock and a hard place. Part of him wants, does Joe Biden, to be able to tell the far-left Democrats who, who, who uh, want open borders to go pound salt. You can tell. He gets close. He really does. He gets close to saying, this is ridiculous. We have to be able to enforce the border. Because he and Barack Obama, for all of Barack Obama's um, desires for desire for uh, asylum or amnesty, rather uh, legalizing the DACA uh, protected and so on and so forth, for all of their open borders stance stances they took, they did still deport criminal illegal aliens, a good number of them, about three million of them, and Joe Biden wants so badly to say thing to do you guys need to shut your pie holes so this is part of what joe biden said in addition to that we're in a circumstance where if in fact you say you can just cross the border what do you say to all those people around the world who in fact want the same thing to come to the united states and make their case but they don't that they have to wait in line the fact of the matter is you should be able to if you cross the border illegally you should be able to be sent back it's a crime uh, he sounds very Republican there, does he not? He sounds like a Republican, talking about not wanting open borders, wanting secure borders, and if you come over here, you ought to be able to be sent back. That's the that the right. He sounds like Donald Trump, so he doesn't want to give up on you know the the priorities that he and President Obama uh, uh, you know led back in their time in in charge. But he's got to walk a very fine line because of all of the critics of that in today's much further left. You realize the Amer- the um, uh, Democrat Party in 2019 is light years more liberal on balance than it was just three years ago when Barack Obama was president. In three short years, the emergence of Donald Trump has sent the left to the extreme left. It took the center left. I mean, you just follow it proportionally. Those who are center left moved to the left. Those who were already on the left moved to the extremist left. And here's an example of that. Joe Biden defending his belief that border security should be a priority. We should be able to turn them around and march them back. But then he has to watch himself because of reactions he gets like this one. Absolutely not, number one. Number two, everything landed on the president's despot locus. I found that, excuse me, the secretary, we sat together in many meetings. I never heard him talk about any of this when he was the secretary. 
Please be respectful. Please be respectful in the crowd. Please continue, Mr. Vice President. If you can't hear what the heckling is, they're shouting three million deportations. Three million deportations. They're ripping Joe Biden for the Obama-Biden administration enforcing federal law and deporting criminal illegal aliens. They want all illegal aliens, including the criminal illegal aliens who were deported, to be able to stay. I want you to ponder that for a moment. This is a Democrat debate. The audience is filled with liberals, and they're yelling at Joe Biden because he and the administration that he worked in with Barack Obama deported three million criminal aliens. And they would rather have those criminals living among us in the United States right now today. I want you to think about that. They're mad that criminal aliens have been deported. Criminals. Not just people who were here illegally, but they got here and then committed other crimes. Many of them violent. Drunk drivers, rapists, uh, people who commit uh, assaults, robberies, homicides. Violent criminals who have been deported for being here illegally and then committing crimes. They're defending them, saying we want them back. Screaming, you need to apologize for deporting all of those people. So here's Joe Biden wanting to defend himself, wanting to defend his belief in in uh, uh, secure borders, wanting to be that quote-unquote moderate Democrat, but he can't. He has to go further left because they're screaming at him if he doesn't. And Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris and the others who are much further left than he is are winning I know he's still leading in the polls right now, don't get me wrong, but but what you're seeing in these debates is going to have an impact on those polls, and he's going to be taking a big hit because he dares to say we should uh, enforce American border laws and, and border security. Here's an exchange, another example of it, far left, wholly unlikable, that's W-H-O-O-O, I'm sorry, W-H-O-L-L-Y, not wholly wholly unlikable, and I mean literally nobody on that stage, and I don't think anybody in his city of New York likes Bill de Blasio, but Bill de Blasio went after Joe Biden on this very same subject. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with the Congress member, but I don't hear an answer from the vice president. I'm confused. <laughs> I asked the vice president point blank, did he use his power to stop those deportations? He went right around the question. Mr. Vice President, you want to be President of the United States. You need to be able to answer the tough questions. I guarantee you, if you're debating Donald Trump, he's not going to let you off the hook. So did you say those deportations were a good idea? Or did you go to the president and say, this is a mistake, we shouldn't do it? Which Why would it be a mistake to deport criminal illegal aliens? What on earth are these people standing for? I, 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 I can't. I can't fathom this, how these people can stand before middle America, they're up in Detroit, and and, and are saying that Biden and Obama should never have deported three million criminal illegal aliens. I said this, um, well, several times, but I said it on Hugh's show this morning when I reminded people of this audio that I don't think the two patron saints, the living patron saints, 
of the Democrat Party, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. I don't think either of them could be elected today. You see the hell they're giving Biden for doing the right thing and being a part of the deportation of three million criminally illegal aliens? You see the hell they're giving him? Imagine how they would receive Bill Clinton today. In this woke 2019, wildly extremist left Democrat Party, could a man who came to the, to a stage with this message be elected today? All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. I could stop right there, and guess what? He would have been booed off the stage. This is Bill Clinton giving the State of the Union address. He would have been booed off of a stage had he said this in 2019. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before. Bill Clinton bragged about deporting criminal aliens. Twice as many as ever before. Joe Biden is getting booed on a debate stage for being part of an administration that deported 3 million criminal illegal aliens. Bill Clinton is legend among Democrats. Bill Clinton is a patron saint of the party. And he could not get elected by the Democratic Party today. Not a chance. Not with statements like this. Cracking down on illegal hiring by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. (laughs) Holy cow! Bill Clinton would bar welfare benefits from illegal aliens. Today's Democrats, every single one of them in the last debate, put their hands high in the air when asked, will your Medicare for All program cover the health care needs of illegal aliens? Every hand went in the air. Yep, we will make American taxpayers pay for health care for illegal aliens. Bill Clinton, uh, what, 25, 30 years ago, said no welfare benefits for benefits them. to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. I I mean, you tell me. We will do everything we can to speed up the deportation of criminal aliens, Bill Clinton said. We will speed them up. And we will do more to identify them in the workplaces, to get them out of the workplaces, these illegal aliens. Democrats gave him a standing ovation in 1995 in this State of the Union address. A standing ovation. That's what, 24 years ago. Democrats today would call him a racist. Democrats today would not let that man anywhere near their party's nomination after hearing those statements. What happened to you people? Liberals? Democrats? Where are you? What happened to you in 24 years? 
you went from saluting this man for those very comments to now saying, Sanctuary cities! ICE must be abolished! No more deportations! That's racist! Open the borders! Decriminalize illegal crossings! What happened to you? I, I want to know. Is it all because of Trump? Have you changed your entire orthodoxy, your entire ideology about American sovereignty and American security that you held as you saluted this man just 24 years ago and stood for him just because orange man bad? Did you give up everything you stood for because of your hatred for Donald Trump? Well, maybe you can do that in 24 years. That's a long time. But what about just three years ago? What about just three years ago when you also stood and saluted this man? We are a nation of immigrants. Hold on. But we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating. For a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Uh, there's, the, uh, there's the thundering, standing, o- thunderous, standing ovation that he got, and this is from both sides. This is a Congress. This is this is the the joint session of Congress that the State of the Union takes. You know, the one side rises, the other side side sits. This was a standing ovation from both sides. Now, the other part that I wanted to play came from uh, President Barack Obama. That one was just three years ago. Now, I want you to ponder this. All right, Barack Obama deported over 3 million criminal illegal aliens and was still revered as a saint, one of the two patron saints, living patrons, uh, patron saints of the Democrat Party, along with Bill Clinton. And that very same President, Barack Obama, when he was in office, said this. Hold on a second. We're trying to cue this part up, and we'll find it here. Yeah, here we go. Maybe. Maybe not. The legal authority to take as president. Tonight, I'm announcing those actions. We'll build on our progress at the border with additional resources for our law enforcement personnel so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. Stop. 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 Did you hear that? Barack Obama, we will increase resources at the border. To stem the flow of illegal crossings, and what was that last Take part? Take as president. Tonight, I'm announcing those actions. We'll build on our progress at the border with additional resources for our law enforcement personnel so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. Speed the return of those who do cross over. This is Barack Obama who left office just three years ago, not going all the way back to the 90s with Bill Clinton, Barack Obama talking tough on illegal immigrants, speed the deportations of those who do cross over. Just a month ago, 
Donald Trump talked, in fact, no, just two weeks ago, Donald Trump introduced a proposal to fast-track illegal aliens back to their countries without having them see judges when they make their claims. They can be evaluated in the field and turn right around. If you've been in the country less than two years, then you, you can be fast-tracked back. Trump was called a racist for that proposal. Barack Obama was cheered for the very same proposal. Speed the deportations, fast-track the removal of these people from the country. For our law enforcement personnel, so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. If you're a criminal, you'll be deported. If you plan to enter the U.S. illegally, your chances of getting caught and sent back just went up. We expect people who live in this country to play by the rules. Clinton sounded like Donald Trump. Yet Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, for the same exact policies, were lauded, were cheered by the American left. Donald Trump, for the same exact policies, is called a racist who's trying to make America white to keep the brown people out and hurry up and deport the brown people back. This is, this is truly unimaginable. We expect that those who cut the line will not be unfairly rewarded. The actions I'm taking are not only lawful, they're the kinds of actions taken by every single Republican president and every single Democratic president for the past half century. And to those members of Congress who question my authority to make our immigration system work better, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, or question the wisdom of me acting where Congress has failed, I have one answer. Pass a bill. What happened, Democrats? You cheered that man for those remarks. You gave a standing ovation to Bill Clinton for those remarks. Yet you called Donald Trump a racist who needs to be impeached for the same exact policies. And that's what Joe Biden is wading into. Because Biden was second to Barack Obama. The vice president was there for all of that. And now he's being made to pay for something that they cheered him for and Obama for just three years ago. They're screaming at him on the debate stage last night about three, bill, three million deportations. They're, they're criticizing him for saying that we need to have borders. And we actually, have to, uh, we actually have to stop illegal immigrants from coming in and overwhelming our system. What happened, Democrats? What changed you from three years ago? What changed you from 24 years ago? Have you lost your spine? Have you lost your nerve? Have you lost your belief in American greatness? Have you lost your belief in America, period? Orange man bad? Right back after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right, it is 9.58. Jim has uh, been waiting since we got on the air today. He wants to talk about these Democratic debates. Let's go, Jim, in West Park. I heard your program this Jim, morning. Jim, are you there, bud? Oh, yes, I'm right here. Okay, go ahead. The, 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 I heard your morning program, and I tried to get in, but I couldn't. But the only thing I could think of was a bumper tune called Wipeout. 
and you could call it whiteout now, but it's it's a, it's an early sixties. Uh, no, I know anyway, the song. I know the song. I, I'm, I, but I'm failing to see your connection. What what is that in relation to the, the the debate last night? Yes, yes, you were talking about the debate. Now this loose lips, Joe. I call him loose lips because you can kill three birds with one stone. He had the worst foreign policies, and between Benghazi and Extortion Seventeen, these uh, uh, gold star mothers and fathers and SEAL teams are going to take this guy down. He doesn't wow. have a chance. And now I'm into this checking progressive privilege by Carrie Lucas, not Lewis. I told you about that the other day. Yeah. I don't, I don't want. I don't have time to read some quotes, but she is just lights out connecting the dots. Thanks for taking my well, call. Well, thanks for clarifying the last name too, Jim, because I, I do want to take a look at that, or if I can, at least read up on it, if not read it, and uh, perhaps have. Uh, I always love having new great conservative voices on the program, so I'll, I'll try to look into that. Thanks as much for the phone call. It's ten o'clock. We got news time now, and on the flip side. Yes, Dr. Everett Piper makes his return to the program. He is our regular Thursday guest. He's got a great op-ed in the Washington Times, and we'll talk about the debates and more with Dr. Piper coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.